fixing the Packers special teams is a priority. But should that mean playing star players on special teams? Plus, Christian Watson already impressing the veterans on this team. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks for everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. In OTAs, and it's just OTAs, on the field during special teams, according to reports, Devondre Campbell, Aaron Jones, Adrian Amos, an all-pro linebacker, and two Pro Bowl caliber players, two of the steadiest, most reliable players on the team, and two players who, if coach, if management, if another player said, who wants to play special teams to help fix what's going on? Everyone can see what's going wrong. They would be two of, or three of the first guys to say, me, sign me up. I'll do it. I will take on the burden. I'll take the hits. I will do whatever it takes to help this team win because that's the kind of person and player that I am. That's those three guys. But is that the best way to fix this problem? Let me let me spin it a different way. Rich Bisaccia has come in and tried to change the culture in Green Bay around special teams. And he was asked a question. And I thought it was a good question and I thought it was a, an, a just an unbelievably good answer. And the question was, if you're going to get these bigger name players to do a thankless job, a job that they might not want to do, how do you do that? And Rich said, We need to stop treating special teams like it's less than. This is how most players in the NFL learn, earn a living. And there are, there are 10 to 15 spots on every roster for guys that are mostly special teams players. They might play 15, 20% of either offensive or defensive snaps. So they're calling it we fence. There's the tennis ball drills with the returners. They're doing things differently. But to put your star players out there, I don't think Devondre Campbell is going to be on kick coverage. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be returning kicks. I don't think Adrian Amos is going to be a gunner on punts or anything like that. But what I think you're doing when you do this is it. this is, to me, this is a classic coach device. This is something that you do to set the tone, to say, this matters here now. 
in a way that it didn't matter before. And you can do it in OTAs. The pads aren't on. There's no hitting. They're not doing full work. It's just, it's walkthroughs, it's mental reps. But what you're doing is you're saying, this is important to our team. And you are saying, and and you have guys who are going to go out there and they're going to take it seriously. And they're going to know their assignments. And they're going to be able to say to whoever does that job eventually, they're going to be able to put their arm around that player and say, hey man, this is how this has got to be. It's an, it's an extension of your coaching staff on the field when you have the leaders of your program who are saying, let me lead the way. Let me set the standard. Let me show everyone what the expectations are because now with a new coach and a new ideology, the standard is different. And it takes a reckoning of culture to do that. No one. No one grows up. No 10-year-old is throwing the ball around in the backyard going, God, I hope I'm I hope I'm the third guy outside on field goal. No one is doing that. They want to play receiver. They want to play quarterback. They want to play corner. They want to rush the passer. They want to, they want to maul guys in the run game. They want to, they want to tote the rock as a running back. They they want to do anything but special teams, unless you're a kicker or a punter. So you, you, it does take, I think, some convincing of these guys, guys who are stars, young players who come in. They've been studs their entire life. Christian Watson is, is used to being the best player. We're going to talk about Christian Watson a little bit later. He's used to being the best player, the most talented player on the field since he was 12. He's used to being the star. Now, in, in the case of someone like Christian Watson... He went to a school where the offense is not catered to his abilities and not even necessarily catered to him personally. But you look at a lot of these big-time recruits, a lot of these big-time programs, they're used to being the big dogs and not having to do the dirty work. Now, the Packers took some guys, by the way, who did play special teams. Quay Walker played special teams. Christian Watson returned kicks, was, in fact, an All-American kick returner. And so you heard Rich Bisaccia say, look, if David Bakhtiari, assuming he's healthy, is is on field goal, then that's the best thing for our team. And he's willing to do that. If he is willing to do that, and we hope that he's healthy enough to do that if he can do that, that helps set the standard. Now, if we get to August... And these guys are still out there. Now we have a problem. Because the risk is just too great to your stars. And I think you can make the case, someone like Alan Lazard now, when last year it made sense, okay, you want to put him out on kick coverage, you want to make him a core special teamer in addition to being your, your you know, starting outside receiver. When you have Marquez Valdez-Scaling, you have Devontae Adams, and you have Randall Cobb, plus Amari Rogers, whoever else behind them. I think you could justify that when he's probably like the third or two and a half kind of target in your offense. Well, now he may have to he may have to uh, shoulder a larger burden of this passing game. You can't risk that guy getting hurt. 
Adrian Amos getting hurt leaves you with no options at safety. You have nothing. I understand the flexibility and the versatility of someone like Quay Walker. He can't actually play safety. I've made this point about 100 times in the last two months. Devondre Campbell, no one on this team can do what Devondre Campbell does. Now you have Quay Walker. He could actually play that Mike spot, but he's also a rookie, and he's not going to play it at an all-pro level. We saw the difference when the Packers, at the end of last year, started playing more of these guys on special teams. A.J. Dillon got hurt in the 49ers game. The Packers, with a lead, could not run out the clock on the 49ers in no small part because A.J. Dillon was hurt. And special teams, one of the reasons why they've made about a billion changes to the rules on special teams over the last 10 or so years is because they've done studies on injuries. Guys get hurt more on special teams, especially kick return in particular but punt return too. Then in other phases of the game, you're running full speed. There's full speed collisions. There's there's guys with their backs to the play with other players running full speed in ways that there just isn't normal run of play. And so you're adding a lot of risk. So I like the cultural perspective on this. And I don't actually think when we get to August, you're going to see as many. I don't like Aaron Jones is not going to be on special teams. Now, Adrian Amos might. Adrian Amos might. Devondre Campbell might. I don't know that I would do that, but maybe you have Quay Walker and, and you would do that. You just paid him $50 million. Doesn't seem like the, the prudent move there. So I think this is about setting the tone. Setting the tone. And then you let the the other guys work in. And then again, you have an extension of your coaching staff. They're ready to go, ready to help these guys when they need it. All right, we're going to talk about Christian Watson after this. I've been telling you a lot about Built Bars. Built Bars, the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got a new product that I am so excited for you to try. Built Granola bars. They come in three unbelievable flavors. You know they are going to nail the flavors because they always do. Chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. You want to try all three flavors? You can get a mix box box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the bars and the puffs. Built granola bars, they're loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. Just like bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. High in protein, low in sugar, just like the Built Bars and the Built Puffs. And they have that good collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now to get the Built Granola Bars, three delicious flavors to try. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And for your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. I host it. It's really fun. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So I want to talk about Christian Watson. And the reason I want to talk about Christian Watson 
is because Randall Cobb was was asked about Watson and spoke about the physical gifts. And one of the things that has stood out to me about Watson is he strikes me as a thoughtful, as a mature, as a uh, feet on his ground kind of player. He gets it. And not every player gets it. Not every person in life, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big thing, gets it. So, okay, that's, that's just one element to needing to succeed in the NFL. That you have a veteran, and it is Randall Cobb's sort of duty to, to pump up these guys and support them. And, and Randall Cobb mentioned the, the tools that, that he has. And this is a short period of time that these guys are going to get to work together, that they've already had a chance to work together. And Christian Watson, route running, go talk to Randall Cobb. He's still an excellent route runner. He can still get in and out of breaks. He can still create separation and can still give himself a chance to get open and make plays. With someone like Christian Watson, you need to see the physical tools pop. You need to see that. And we, we, we have been able to see that he has this other sort of um, the, the, the attitude and the temperament and, and the intelligence, I think, of being an NFL player, of being a potential star, all of that stuff of just like he can handle it. The moment is not going to be too big for him. When you have just shells, you don't have a lot of contact. And you have a receiver, a player, who has this incredible physical ability. You want to see the the physicality pop. You want to see it jump off the screen and or the field. And so far with, with Watson, it seems like that's happening. Now, you can go back and think about this with Jordan Love. The arm talent, the physical tools that he has... By and large, that was not readily apparent right away from day one. Part of that is um, mentally, quarterback play is just different. Uh, it's it's you know if if you're fast, receivers are going to be asked to run really fast in in mini camps and OTAs, and so the the uh, ask is is smaller, right? Not to say it's it's easier necessarily, but it's easier. It's easier to be a receiver than a quarterback. Quarterback is the hardest position to play in sports. And so this is not to make excuses for Jordan Love, who um, by all accounts has been sharp so far in OTAs, but to say that what you want to see of a player who has that kind of, we think anyway, physical tools, you want to see those tools pop. Now, this goes back to a a discussion we were having a couple weeks ago about rookie camp where, remember, Josh Jones was just, he was impressing everyone. Wild plays. He was amazing. And then he wasn't. And unfortunately, this can happen. And there are, I'm sure, a lot of reasons why it didn't happen. They couldn't find quite the right position for him. Um, And he never really found a skill set that made sense for that or any defense. And and still, he's still in the league. He's still bouncing around. He still has tools. 
But at a certain point, you are what you are. Christian Watson is still a ball of tools. It's good to see the tools, but it's not enough. And it's certainly not everything, right? So when you have this combination of temperament, of intelligence, of maturity, and you mix that with these physical tools, that gives you a really good a really good opportunity for success. Now, there is a long way to go with all of this. And I still think it's worth pointing out. I get Alan Lazard, not there. But Christian Watson out there running with the ones early. Yes, he is a high second round pick. They traded a, a second round pick to get him. And so he's going to be given these opportunities. But the fact that we're seeing it and you have this, this talent pop, that's a really good sign. And I, I think for the Packers, you just want to check some boxes at this point. Because you don't, you're, you're not going to say, okay, this guy's going to be a star or it's ready to go. You know, there's already buzz out of Dallas. Jalen Tolbert looks really, really good. Okay, cool. Cool. Not not a lot to, to for the Cowboys to get excited about as an organization over the last couple of years, and so maybe this is maybe this is something. But you do want to see these guys check some boxes. Quay Walker has had some some clips that people have been really excited about on social media. The early returns are good. Now the early returns are incy weensy, right? The itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> that's that's what they are so far. We're, we're talking about minute, minute sample sizes, but we can only deal with the information we have, right? We can only deal with the information we have. And the information we have right now is positive. As Mike McCarthy would say, it's positive. And that that is, I, I think, worth pointing out. And I think people are rightfully really excited about Christian Watson. I'm really excited to see him play. I'm, I'm as excited to see him play as I have been excited about it, to see a rookie play in the preseason and training camp in a long, long time. And part of it is because of, of what I think about him as, as a prospect. And part of it is what I think about what he means for this organization. If he, if he, if he really does become not just a useful player, but a very good player, maybe that bridges the gap to Jordan Love. Maybe that extends Aaron Rodgers' career. There, there is so much riding on his success that these glimpses right now are are at the very least even if they're not predictive even if they're not you know certainly a guarantee of anything they are most certainly tantalizing and i think i think that's worth saying i think that's worth being excited about i really do all right i want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL. Well, no, your third listen. After you listen to Locked On Sports today, Go listen to Locked On NFL. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So I just I want to finish quickly with something that I thought was interesting because I am very much um, wins are not a quarterback stat guy. I have been always, maybe not, maybe not truly always, but for as long as I've been doing this show, certainly, and for as long as I have been a a football writer, certainly, 
Pro Football Focus came out with a metric. They have a metric for everything. You guys know I love this stuff. And it was quarterback wins above expected. And what they did was they took and they tried, I think, to isolate a quarterback's play relative to his supporting cast. Okay, how did the quarterback perform with his team? And how did the defense perform? How did the receivers perform? How did the running backs perform? How did the special teams perform? How did everyone perform? And then what did that ultimately mean for the outcome of the game? It is not unlike wins above replacement, but this is very specifically about outcomes. So war is, if you go, if you look in baseball, about true value, value creation. How much value did you create over average? What this attempts to do is to say, okay, given how much your team won or lost, and given how well your supporting cast played, how many more games or fewer games did your team win And to what degree is that winning or losing attributable to you? And since 2019, it should not be surprising that the number one and number two players on this list are Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is second, if you were wondering. And and the, the list is somewhat predictable, although I don't think many people would have predicted Tom Brady is really like middle of the pack. In this metric, um, and in fact, if anything, it shows that that he underperformed um, the win expectation of his team relative to the supporting cast. I think if you go back to 2019 in particular, um, you, you can see that borne out. He was not great in that last year in, in New England, and he was, in plenty of cases, part of the problem for that. Um, I, I say that, and I bring it up. Not just, I, it, It's cool, and I want to flag it, and, and I think that... As, as a Locked on Packers listener, it's the kind of nerdy thing that you, you might like. But I think it also is a good reminder that Aaron Rodgers is getting paid $50 million a year to elevate this team. And even if this is late stage career Aaron Rodgers, he's still able to do it and has still done it. So even though, yes, it's true. And, and, and this is why this is such a cool metric. Yes, it's true he's had some good players and opportunities that that they've made life easier for him. Games where the defense has played well. Devontae Adams is is a really useful player for a quarterback. But Rodgers has even helped this team win games above and beyond. And I think think you're going to see a 2021 season and a 2022 season that are very different. I think 2022 looks a lot more like 2019. Where... Completion percentage might be a little bit lower. They take some more shots downfield. And it's going to require some Aaron Rodgers heroics at the end to beat the Lions twice. Now, hopefully it doesn't take that to beat the Lions twice. But we saw him do it. He did it. He can still do it. And and in the first Lions game, he did it throwing to Alan Lazard, not Devontae Adams. So... I think it's going to be more on his shoulders than it has been in recent years, although 2019, I think, is the best example of this when Devontae Adams missed extended time as well. And they were still able to ham and egg it and make it work. He is still capable of doing this. He is still capable of elevating his supporting cast. There are very few quarterbacks who can do it. And, and you look at the, the chart, 
and I, I tweeted about it. So go check it out on Twitter. If you, this is hard to show unless you're watching on YouTube. And what you see is Rodgers and Mahomes are, are just clearly, they're clearly better than everyone else and at elevating their supporting cast. It's an interesting chart too, because Ryan Tannehill way higher than you think he's three. Uh, and you would not expect that at all. I don't think even the Titans would have expected that. So just just something to think about here. Just something to think about here. All right. Follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.